Testing. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Hey, Miss Nita. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm glad you're here today. I feel like I'm ministering to the choir. Um, but at the same time, <clears throat> I feel like what I'm going to share today is something that as part of healing rooms that it never hurts us to hear it again because we'll be able to give it to someone else, you know. Um, and this is not an original message, but one that was given actually by Pastor Dave in March of 2021. And I when I was looking at this, I, one of the things I thought about is that even then he was speaking to and into what he's walking through now. And um, so, um, and I think the scriptures are, are really, really good. So what I'd like to do today, since it's just a few of us, um, we did not take an opportunity to pray together um, as a team. And so... Um, would like to ask if there are any prayer requests, anything that we need to pray about or address before I speak. Yes, Ms. Nita? Uh, I know you have an old request from Mark Blackman. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Did everybody hear what she said? Okay. Um, anything else? Anybody else have a prayer request? Martha? My son Neil, you know, for Sam and Sam Moore family, um, the, the last name is Rollins, R-A-L-E-I-G-H, and they have four kids, and I think the oldest is the, the son, and they're in Israel, um, in northern Israel, and the son is in the military training right now. So, okay, so for Riot, for Raleigh and Wyatt, and the family. Okay, anybody else? For Sherelda, okay, all right. Any other prayer requests? Dorothy, that was my mom's name. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, we want to continue to lift up um, Pastor Dave and Ina. So let's just take a moment and just pray. Um, thank you. Bless you, Lord. Father, we just lift up these names that have been mentioned, Lord. Father, we thank you, first of all, that we can come before you, God, and you hear us. And, Lord, that um, you know the needs already that we would come to make our petitions and supplications before you because we know that you're the God who answers, Lord God. You're the God who saves. You're the God who redeems. You're the God who heals. You're the God who delivers. 
And so, Lord, we just come now to lift up um, Wally and his family for protection, for Wyatt, who's in training, for protection, um, and just decree Psalms 91 over that family in Israel. Lord, we lift up Miss Nita, Lord God. You've heard her request. We just ask, Lord, that you would give her the desire of her heart, Lord, which is to not need her CPAP machine, Lord. God, that her breathing would be normal, Lord. We ask that you would regulate that breathing in Jesus' name. We lift up um, our dear sister, um, Sherelda, Lord God. Father, we ask for healing, restoration to her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord God, and her family, Lord God. We just thank you for health and wholeness for her in Jesus' name. And we lift up um, Kimberly's... um, Tasha's mother-in-law, I couldn't get the relationship there, right? We lift up Tasha's mother-in-law, Dorothy, to you, Lord God, and we just ask, Lord, that you would be with her, Lord God, that you would bring healing and health to her as well, strength to her physical body, Lord God, and, Father, that you would meet any physical, spiritual, financial, any any need that she has, Lord God. And, Father, we just thank you and, and we bless you for that in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I just want to lift up um, uh, Deb's daughter, Monica, Lord God, Lord, that you would um, just bring that restorative health and healing to her body that's needed, God, in Jesus' name. Lord, she needs a notable miracle, and so we just know that you're the God of miracles, Lord God. You do for man what we can't do for ourselves. So, Lord, we just thank you for moving on her behalf. And, Father, we just bless you for this time. We thank you for just this reminder, teaching God on how to keep our healing, Lord. Um, And, Lord, whether we need it personally or not, Lord God, that what we hear we can share with someone else, Lord. We can take this word to them, Lord God, and cause healing, God, to come to them through the word and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. We just bless you and honor you in Jesus' name. So the um, the the title here is uh, the keys to staying healed, and th- this is not something that we don't know. I think it is. It, it's on. Is it on? Um, uh, something. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it just doesn't come. <laughs> Testing, testing, testing. Is it better? Okay, that's better. Okay, all right. (laughs) So the keys to staying healed. Um, Number one says, don't look to whether you have pain or not. Rather, hold fast to confessing God's word. 
um, in Romans 10, 10 says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Um, uh, Veronica was sharing a testimony of a, uh, a gentleman she watched on YouTube. And, you know, I, believe, I know we have to speak with our mouths, but I also think that we can speak with our hearts and maybe not necessarily speak it out loud. I think it's important to speak it out loud. But that confession that's in our what does our, what does our heart say about healing? Um, and the, the thing that we need to hold fast to is the word of God and making sure that that's what's coming out of our hearts. And then uh, Hebrews 3.1 says, <clears throat> Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. So when we c consider him, one of the things we know is that he's always faithful. You know, and I love that phrase that says he can do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And I love what Pastor Festus said about Pastor Dave. He's not living right now in his own ability. He's living in the ability and faithfulness of God. And we all are. We all are, you know. Um, many feel pain and declare that prayer didn't work. And I'm sure we've run across people who will say, well, I prayed, I did this, I did that. Well, maybe they're dependent on their own ability. Maybe their dependence is on um, a doctor excuse me, <coughs> or a medical report. But our, our, our focus and holding fast has to be to God and what his word says. Um, remember, okay, never confess anything but the word. And I think we, we have an example walking in front of us, walking um, victoriously, because they're standing on the word. And many of us can say the same thing. You know, God has brought us through situations because we stood on his word. Remember how to overcome. And Revelations, do I have that one here? 12, 1, 11 says, And they overcame him, the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the end. Amen, or to, to the death. So well, we don't do it in our own power, and we stand on the word of God, and we confess his word, and his word says what? We are healed. Whether we feel like it, whether it looks like it, whether we can think it or not, his word says that we are healed. And that should be our confession. Number two says don't pray for faith. Why wouldn't you pray for faith? Um, Romans, um, let's see, do I have that one on here? Romans, I, I highlighted the scriptures on the paper and I used green and I can barely see it. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more we hear, the more that gets in our hearts, the more that's what we're confessing, right? Um, and, um, we have to do it until, do that until we believe it. And I think for, for many, that's the problem, is that we don't believe it, and we say it, and we say it, and we say it, and it doesn't happen, and then we kind of give up. We fizzle out. But remember what Pastor Festa said to us, Brother, I said, you know, we, we have to stand strong, right? We say, Lord, do it one more time. And if he's ever healed you, you know he can, right? 
So we just say, Lord, do it again. Do it again. Um, We must understand we already have what we need. And what, once we can come to that conclusion that God, through Jesus, has already appropriated healing for us, and we don't question that, we don't doubt it, we know in our inner man that that's what the truth is, and that's what we can stand on. Number three says, watch unnecessary words. Number three, watch unnecessary words. <clears throat> <laughs> he said, Brother um, Gregory said, yeah, that's, that, that's hard to do sometimes. Um, did I put that one on here? If someone could get that for me real quick, I, I, I think I didn't put that one on my sheet. Amen. Ouch. (laughs) So we will render an account for every countless word that we've spoken. Wow. And I guess the longer you live, the longer there's opportunity to do that, right? So I guess the quicker we can get to the point that we're not doing that, the better we'll be. And you know what? What I've noticed is even, even with my thinking, when it's off or my words are off, I get a quickening or something in the Holy Spirit tells me that that's not okay. And he, you know, and, and, and again, because we're not relying on our own strength because in our own strength, we can't do it. I can't necessarily, I can, I can will to do it, but what comes up when you're faced with a situation that comes to you suddenly, what's your initial response? How do you respond? You know, I shared with you guys one time I was, I don't remember the event right now, but I didn't, oh, I know exactly what it was. <laughs> I have a tendency sometimes to, like if I'm backing my car out of a space, I may not put my seatbelt on because I need the extra whatever to turn around and look. So I'll wait until I've come out. And I had come out of my, the, the complex where I am, and I hadn't put my seatbelt on. And I got to the stop sign and there was a police car and out of my mouth did not come a word that was pleasing to the Lord and immediately I was convicted but I was also guilty because I knew I was wrong and if he had stopped me he would probably have given me a ticket but I had to repent for not having the seatbelt on I had to repent for the word that came out of my mouth and I thought Lord I hope that's not in my heart but the first what's our first response is it the word or is it flesh, you know? And um, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I have to check myself, you know? So um, the one, this is interesting. This is good. The one who keeps his mouth keeps his life. And if we think that, we know that, we know how important it is um, for what comes out of our mouth. <coughs> Another hard one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but once we know that and we start, I don't know if practicing it is the right word, but being intentional about it. 
It changes. Because I find sometimes now my thought might be some one way, but what comes out of my mouth is different because it'll correct itself before it comes out of my mouth. Does that, did, you know? Yeah. And it's like, no, you say, it, you say it this way, not the way the initial thought comes. Because sometimes that thought is not your thought. The enemy, like, you know, he was saying, um, Brother Fess was saying, the enemy will impose something on you and you think it's yours but if you catch yourself you cannot say what your thought is you can change it you can correct it like you know auto correct <laughs> all right um let's see one in number one two three um proverbs 13.3 says, he who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Powerful word, right? And James 1.19 says, so then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. How many times have you said to yourself, I wish I had just kept my mouth shut, yeah. right? <laughs> we unconsciously confess what we believe. Um, Matthew, do I have that one? Yeah, 1234 says, <clears throat> Brood of vipers, how can you being evil, speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's really, it gets to the, the matter of the heart, what's in our heart. Number four, do we pray the word, but when some symptoms, that's your fill-in, when symptoms appear, do we disagree with the promise and confess the sickness? You know? Many have shared of testimonies where, you know, you're so focused on what's going on with you that you're, you're, what you're saying is more about that than it is about the word of God. And our, what this is pointing out to us is that we need to change that. We need to flip that. <clears throat> Don't accept Satan's package. That's the next fill-in. By your confession. Don't agree with him. Package, P-A-C-K-A-G-E. Rather, hold fast to the victory Christ has won for you. Rethink your wording. And this is just an example. And don't say, I have. You know? Or if you have to say that, you know, because sometimes it just slips out. You can add on to that, but I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Yeah, I'm believing Jesus for a complete deliverance, complete health, wholeness. Instead, make a faith statement like this. I have the breath of God, and my lungs are taking in air to give me life. I take deep breaths, 
for Jesus purchased my breathing on the cross of Calvary. You know? <laughs> Amen. All right. Let's see. Number five. Our faith must be rooted in the word rather than sense evidence. And sense evidence would be like your symptoms, you know? And, you know, I'm not sure about you, but like when I, when I don't feel well and my body hurts, sometimes it's hard not to give it attention. And I'm not saying that you don't do that. I mean, you take care of yourself. I mean, if you need to rest, you rest. But at the same time, what comes out of your mouth is, I am the healed of the Lord. You know, I'm walking in the goodness of the Lord. And even if you go to a doctor, you still say the same thing. Because the doctor can use, God can use the doctor. I mean, he gave men the ability to attain knowledge. And some wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that medical knowledge. But the healer ultimately is Jesus. Amen. It says here, speak to your, speak to your pain to go and not return. And it's sometimes, I mean, um, I've had this thing in my hand, and sometimes it just, it just hurts. For, you know, it just hurts. And I speak to the hand, and I say, no, hand, you know. You're the healed of the Lord. You know, you won't get stiff. You won't ache. And sometimes it subsides. And then sometimes it's like it says no. So I have to speak to it again and again and again. And then I realize it's not hurting. You know, it's like, but it's stubborn. You know, some things are stubborn. They don't want to go. You know, they don't want to move but it has to obey the word of the Lord. I speak to my knees. <laughs> they have to obey the word of the Lord. And even if they don't, it's not going to stop me. So either they get in order or the enemy takes his hand off of me because the work of God's going to be done irregardless. Okay? We're not going to stop. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep going. Amen? <clears throat> it says here, study the promise until you're convinced of your covenant rights. So the next fill in there is covenant rights. It's sort of like I remember coming to River of Life and hearing probably for the first time, I am the righteousness of God in Christ and never really understanding and knowing that. And it took a while to say it and believe it. You know, we have to do that with our healing too. We have to be convinced of our covenant rights. Don't rest in your sickness. Um, Psalms 103, 2 and 3 say, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Imagine if your body heard that every day, several times a day. You know, Charles Capp says we take the gospel, you know. And sometimes we have to take it three times a day, four times a day, you know. 
And then, um, okay, so that was uh, two and three. Pour your heart out to the Lord and then make your stand. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't listen to Satan's roars. First Peter 5, 5 and 7 says, Submit to God, resist the devil. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, and all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And finally, number six, in some cases, but not in all cases, the fill in there is demons are the root of disease. And it tells us to deal with the spirit of infirmity. And I think those are, to me, those are things often that people talk about being passed from generation to generation. Like in my family on the maternal side, almost all of the men and women who are no longer here had some kind of heart problem. So I have to say, you know, the, 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 the line stops here. You know, that's a spirit of infirmity, I believe. And so I have to say no to that. Um, <clears throat> it says, deal with the spirit of infirmity that gives, gives life to disease or growth. And I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here. Matthew 8.16 says, this talks about people who were healed in the evening. It says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirit with a word and healed all who were sick. Acts 10.38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healed all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Luke 13, 11, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could, not, and could in no way raise herself up. And Luke 13, 16 says, so ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. So, you know, we're going to minister to people and they'll say, well, my grandma had this and my aunts and uncles had this, but you're a seed and a daughter of Abraham. You're a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Ought not you be loosed? You can stop it now. Um, and then, do I have this? Okay, it says, read Luke uh, 4.39. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it left her, and immediately she arose and served them. And then the final scripture, which is not on your paper, is in Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also, excuse me, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. 3.15. It says here, um, you cannot rebuke something that cannot understand 
your words. So we have to give the words of the Lord to whatever is trying to bind us, okay? So whatever, and, and remember that when you're, you're sharing this with someone else, if you don't need it, but these are all good scriptures that you can give them to just meditate on, um, to, to stay free if, they're, if they have been freed. We have many people come into healing rooms, and they, we had a lady come in several weeks ago. She couldn't even make it in the door. I mean, we had to minister to her at the door, and she was in such excruciating pain, she said she couldn't even sit down, and she was crying, and she was groaning, and she was moaning, when that lady left, and we haven't seen her since, she was not bent over, she was not crying, she was not growing, groaning, and she walked out. You know, now we, we may see her again, but we want to encourage her. You know, God did this for you once, he'll do it again. We called, you know, different people were praying different things for her. But I think finally there was a break and whatever was trying to hold her in bondage was lifted off of her. And I, I think we felt it, she felt it, and she left changed. So I, I thank you who serve in healing rooms. I thank you, those of you who come and pray for those that come into us. You know, one of the things we want to pray is that more people will come, you know? So during the week, as you're preparing to come, pray for the people that are going to come and pray that their hearts are receptive to the word that we give them, you know, and the prayers that are offered up for them. Amen. God bless you. together if you would with me and on the top of the second page we're just going to we're going to read that faith statement I have the breath of God, breath of God. And, my and my lungs are taking in air to give me life, to give me life. I take deep breaths, take deep breaths. For, Jesus for Jesus purchased my breathing on the cross of Calvary we have the very life breath of God on the inside of us. Amen? Amen. Yes. Yes, ma'am. I think it was one day last week I was whining and complaining to God about being sick. And he revealed, he said, who told you you were sick? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I listen to a lot of sermons on YouTube from different pastors, and I received one that was very, very powerful, uh, and he said it as a prayer. And when I first saw what this was about, and I read the first part of it about uh, the breath, the prayer said, I breathe in the Holy Spirit. Because rauk means breath. And, and then it said, uh, and your strength comes suddenly. 
and your peace fills me completely, which means he heals. He heals. Uh, you know, I have a hiatal hernia, and it's a large hiatal hernia, but I've been able to control it because of prayer. Uh, I have a lot of reflux, at least I used to have a lot of reflux when I laid down to sleep and it would wake me up at night. So I have a little prayer that I say every night before I go to bed. I ask the Lord to shut the veil between my stomach and my esophagus. And then I wait a second and say, thank you, Lord, for shutting the veil between my stomach and my esophagus. So nothing flows from my stomach into my esophagus while I rest. And nothing does. Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. God bless you.